Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. He's had his challenges, especially over the last couple of weeks. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we, we all just want the best version of Clayton possible. Mm. Um, if that is being in and around the football club, then come tomorrow and we'll have um, the best time ever. If it's not, if it's to have a bit of time away and work mm. on himself, um, I'm also supportive of that. So Absolutely. Right now it's in other people's hands a lot smarter than me and um, hopefully we get him back soon. Max Gorn, captain of Melbourne on Triple M a couple of weeks ago, talking about Clayton Oliver and hoping he'll return soon. Well, he has returned with the group today. Josh Dawes been good enough to join us, Channel 9 Sports reporter down at, well, I think it was at Gosh's Paddock, but I might be corrected. Josh, welcome to you. Great to have you on. G'day, Dwayne. Good to hear from you again. How are you? I'm good. Casey or Gosh's Paddock today? Yes, Gosh's Paddock. You're on the money. Okay. And uh, how did he look, Clayton Oliver? Yeah, it looks really well. And, and I think most importantly for Demons fans that were out there today that got a glimpse of him, there was just a really great sense of positivity uh, around him. He uh, came onto the track with a few nice cheers and was actually sort of taking photos in between running a few laps to, to start out. So he really sort of stayed away from the main group and was essentially treated as a, as a bit of a rehab welcome back. And obviously we know he's been uh, away from Melbourne training at least uh, since their pre-season camp uh, back in the middle of December and has been doing a bit of his own personal stuff. But this was the, the first glimpse back with the main group and uh, was smiling and laughing and um, waving to fans who were sort of welcoming him back with a few cheers and a, and a few uh, congratulations and was in a really good mood and uh, from a football point of view it was, a, it was more of a focus on uh, running and sort of uh, some very light ball work he did a little bit of kicking and uh, some tackling drills but um, was away from the main group who were doing their match sim for uh, today's session but um, was out there for the whole two hours and um, as I said looked just really positive and, and, and happy there were some smiles and as he left the track as well plenty of uh, photos with, with fans who were just uh, really pleased to see him back. So, uh, all in all, very positive sign. He's obviously got a bit of work to do probably before he gets into the, the main group, and we know he's uh, had that hamstring issue that uh, curtailed all of last year. But I think for the Demons today, this was a, an important step just to get him back around his teammates, and there was a lot of love and a lot of hugs, and uh, you'll see it all uh, you know tonight on Nine News, but just really yeah, good pictures and a really positive uh, look, uh, I guess, for, for both uh, Clayton and, and his teammates and, and the footy club as well. So nothing flat out from Clayton Oliver because I have heard that uh, he has been a bit concerned about his hamstring and whether he can get his hamstring back to 100% going flat out again. Was there anything flat out today or was just an ease-in session, ease-in to running, ease-into kicking, etc.? I'd probably say he probably got up to about 80%. It certainly wasn't sort of yeah. full tilt sort of stuff and... Um, there was a bit of uh, warm-up and he had a bit of, um, uh, not even strapping, it was almost like a weight band around his hamstring at one point as he sort of, mm. you know, built into his warm-up. But uh, there were run-throughs and then towards the end, um, a bit of tackling stuff, change of direction. So he was certainly going at a good tilt then. So, uh, you know, not uh, not on light duties per se, but just a, a sort of, I guess, a nice ease back. But, um, yeah, certainly, you know, looks like there's, there's, there's no, at this stage, sort of, uh, pain or anything there. It's probably just a purely a, a working him back into the into the program and uh, yeah, some of the kicking drills that he did towards the end were very much straight line sort of stuff. But um, yeah, certainly you know some, some good burst speed at times, which you know is what Melbourne fans know and love to see, and, and hope we can you know see again as he gets back to his best this year. So there was something specifically on his hamstring, not strapping, but something else was used to yeah. to help the hammy today. 
it was interesting. It was almost like a weight band that you see how weightlifters use on their waist when they're doing, you know, big squats or big powerlifting. It was something that they uh, they sort of yeah. used during the warm up. Certainly not something I've seen a lot of on the on the footy field. Uh, but it was more. Yeah, sort of it in does the confirm that it is an issue for him still. Then the hamstring, if he's got something on that hamstring still now. Yeah, and it was something to work him into the session, and then it was removed, and he's moving around pretty freely. So look, uh, yeah, there's going to be a watch on it, and and, and you know as you. As we know, he hasn't trained, you know, in a football department with, you know, football drills and, and matched him for, for quite a long time. So, um, you know, the, the, the countdown will be on to get into that point. Um, but I think probably today for for his sake and knowing the personal issues that he's gone through, that this was, you know, it's a really important thing to probably boost his confidence and his, um, his mindset. And it will be an interesting watch over the next few weeks to see, yeah, how quickly he can get back into full training. And I hope that Dwayne Russell Curse hasn't hit Jack Viney. I spoke to him last week and he said that he was fit and everything was great. And you're about to tell me you limped off the track today. Yeah, trudged off. And it was, you know, it takes a fair bit to, to force Jack Viney off the track. He's mm. a bit of a warrior. Um, and there was definitely a, a bit of a shuffle and a bit of a, a limp minor sort of as he came off. The club for now just saying it's a corky, but the boots were off and he was pretty much straight back to the rooms not long after leaving the track. So there was certainly no attempt to get back up and running. So... Um, uh, yeah, as I said, nothing, nothing too concerning from the club. But um, again, another one to watch. And they've had a few guys like that as well too. Stephen May looked like he's got a little bit of groin soreness. He was gesturing towards that area, and he was running laps. And, and Christian Salem's also coming back from a hamstring. So look, it's that time of the year where you probably don't go full alarm bells with these sorts of things. But clubs certainly just sort of taking it easy with with guys when they have these uh, little knocks and, and bruises. But uh, again, it's it's almost February and we got practice games not too far away, so yeah. you know, a couple to watch over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, every session missed, it's kind of, you know, you're two sessions behind because it's the one you don't do and it's the one everybody else is doing, so you don't want to be missing sessions at this time of year, even though, as you said, you don't want to go too crazy with the alarm bells on the news if guys aren't doing the session. So how many guys didn't do the session then today and how many, well, those that did do the session, anything to take out of? the match sim they did? Yeah, so in terms of the ones sitting out, the guys I mentioned there, May, Oliver, Salem, um, Lockie Hunter's coming back from a calf niggle, uh, and obviously Jake Melchon with a more serious knee injury, so they were the main guys off to the side, um, as well as well as Viner, who left the track. But otherwise, a pretty full gamut out for match sim, and Jake Lever, who had a little ankle complaint a couple of weeks ago, he trained fully, and um, the one big positive sign, which is another close watch, is, is that of Angus Brayshaw, and um, he's been integrated back into contact training and um, you know he's been wearing a fluoro cap for the last couple of weeks to, to you know alert his teammates to stay away but that's been ditched and he's, <laughs> he's sort of backing the full match him and looking really good so uh, you know it's all well and good you know in the confines of uh, your own team the next step for him will be getting back into into games and we'll hear a bit from Alan Richardson tonight in terms of an update of where he's at but they're, they're really promising uh, signs that he's you know got no signs of those symptoms anymore and, and, and making his way back and uh, and going to be used in a, uh, you know, hopefully a big role for, for Melbourne again. They'll need him for sure. So that's been a, a big win for, for them out of their pre-season and one that uh, is, yeah, certainly catching a few eyes as he, as he gets back towards uh, some, yeah, real full contact stuff. So is it one Gosh's Paddock session and the rest are at Casey at the moment for Melbourne? Is it the way they're running their pre-season? Yeah, they sort of go back and forth at the moment, Dwayne. I think it's a bit of a hike for the players down at Casey. So, the yeah. gosh, uh, still gives them uh, a good chance to uh, train a bit locally. And I think for their fans as well, too, there was a good contingent uh, of Melbourne supporters out there today who 
got a good look in the sun and, and, and as I said, really got around Clayton Oliver. So um, lots of photos and, and stuff, which will be, uh, you know, good for them. So I think probably Casey's a little bit of a stretch for, for everyone to get mm. down. But uh, yeah, gosh, this paddock, uh, I sort of go back and forth at the moment in between the two, but obviously their main their main base at the moment um, around Amy Park. But yeah, split their time between the, the two venues there. So we'll see the vision on Channel 9 Melbourne tonight. Josh, great to have you. Where are you tomorrow? What other clubs have you been at this week? Yeah, oh, geez, good question. Right? I don't even I don't even know where my next meal is coming from sometimes, Dwayne. So looking ahead too far in the future is a risk. But no, we've got a big, big, big wrap-up tonight. Um, we've been down at Hawthorne as well. They've been doing a bit of match simulation and a bit of scare for uh, their top draft pick, Nick Watson, who uh, had his hand stood, uh, stood on. So he's been sent for some scans. So we'll... We'll have those pictures as well as a bit of an update from St Kilda where Max King's tracking back nicely towards main training as well too. So all covered uh, on nine news as always tonight. Nice work. Uh, that'll be great news for Saints fans hearing that about Max King. Hey, great to have you, Josh. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Dwayne. Have a good one. Josh Dorr, Channel 9 sports reporter and all that vision on the news tonight. one three hundred. 736-736. If you'd like to join me, one 736 That open line brought to us by Werribee Kia, where the EV9 is there, and you can test drive it today. Something we haven't got to in the world of footy, and that is, well, we talked about it a bit, the coach situation and the extension that's coming for Michael Voss and the extension that is coming for um, Matthew Nix, as Kane Corns mentioned earlier today. Um, we have... Uh, had an update from the head of football at Fremantle on uh, Joe Bryde, I think it is, on what's happening with Justin Longmuir and that story about Luke Beveridge in the West Australian. He did speak on SENWA yesterday, I think, Joe Bridey. So here's what he had to say about Justin Longmuir and that story about Luke Beveridge. Yeah, that's a good story. Uh, look, uh, well, I think we all, we all know where that lies and um, from our point of view, JL's, from my point of view, transition into this role, he's been fantastic. Um, love the way he's going about it and connecting with our players. Um, the way he's obviously coaching our coaching group and implementing a game plan. He's as driven as anyone at the moment. Um, and, and we can't wait to see what what our group can do this year across the board. <laughs> when you have those incidents and those kind of stories come out and I guess when there's, there's no basis or validity to them, it, it's hard for us to come out and make any kind of comment. I guess the, the main thing is, is it's frustrating because it misleads people, uh, misleads our members and fans. But uh, we get the landscape we're in and, and people trying to grab headlines. But, um, yeah, I think we'll just let that one go to the keeper. Joe Pridey on that. He also will outright dismiss the beverage links pretty quickly on SENWA. Every article that, that comes out, you, you can't look at all of them, but the things that are important to us at Frio, JL and I have a really strong line of communication, work really closely with our, our media team and Garlo's involved in that as well at times and, and we pick things up, but that was a pretty quick one just to uh, pass that one through and have a conversation. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Have a bit of a laugh um, and let that one go pretty quickly uh, and let the media have the conversation that they want to have and really our, our focus is, is round one and being really still and having strong on-field performance. That was with Scotty Cummings and Goss on SENWA. So you had a bit of a laugh. It's not going to be funny, I think, in a couple of weeks' time, the way it's travelling. I mean, it's just not going to be funny at all for them uh, if this keeps going. But the way it's happening, it's going to keep going. Um, Harold, Harold Sun's got a story about the AFL preparing to greenlight mid-season trading as well for 2025. So... 
we'll try and check in with that with Johnny Ralph because that's a bubbling story. We've been talking about what the AFL might do with the interchange for um, Anasab or whether just to go with five straight. We've been talking about what a couple of clubs might do with their coaches. But there is a commission meeting next week, I understand, where they're going to have a look at what they're doing with a couple of things in the world of AFL. Johnny Rouse's story at the Herald Sun right now, I'll read to you, and you can jump on the line if you want to have a chat about this. Uh, the AFL is preparing to greenlight the brave new world of mid-season trading, but with a 12-month lead-in for the 2025 season, so clubs can plan for a greater player movement. So it looks like it's going to be ratified, rubber-stamped, brought in, it's going to be official, according to Ralphie, for 2025, not obviously for this year. So uh, according to Ralphie, clubs have been asked to lodge submissions on the mid-season trade period, next generation academies and competitive balance measures by Friday. Uh, again, uh, reading on, while a decision has not yet been made, this masthead understands the extremely likely scenario is the league approving a mid-season trade period in coming months, but only starting next season. One key reason for that 12-month delay, according to Ralphie, is some clubs have already traded away the 2024 draft pick that could have been part of the mid-season trade period. So there it is. That's the latest from the Herald Sun and Johnny Ralph on mid-season trade. Looks like it's coming in for 2025. A couple of texts on the way to a break for news, then back to your calls. Uh, Carlton have had a tough 25 years. As a supporter, I like Michael Voss. Doesn't get too high or too low at press conferences, that gives me more confidence in him that he knows what he's doing rather than the over-explaining of everything. Thanks for that. Um, a couple here on coaches being under pressure, uh, unsolicited really. You know the well, one here, Goodwin and Beveridge should be under the most pressure in 2024. Both coaches seem to be living off the premierships. Um, they're, they're under pressure, but there's a, probably a few more under pressure than those two. Uh, you know the Blues are back when all the haters come back. I love it. Go the Blues. Thanks for that. Um, and one here not related to sport pipe, but Struth, it's a stinker in Perth today. 10 a.m., 36 degrees in the shade. Stewie sweating from Perth. Thanks for that, Stewie. Uh, good luck to you over there if you're listening from WA getting through the heat today. Great to have your company, by the way, for Dwayne's. Well, you can jump on the line if you want to, one 736 and try and talk about some sport and get your mind off the heat. Plenty still to come. Great to have your company.